Hey, 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 beautiful humans. It's the Juice Queen here, delivering all those ooey-gooey, drippy topics that will leave you simply drenched in curiosity and connection. So let's vibe over, you know, the juice, shall we? My name is Noelle Mandolfo, and my sole mission is to make you feel seen, heard, valued, and validated in such a way that you remember who you truly are. And in that, you're never alone. This is a soft, safe, and sassy place where all of you is welcomed. So come on, let's dive in. Hey, my loves. It's the Juice Queen here. We have a very special guest today. One of my long-term homies is stopping on her way um, through the country because this little baddie is a fan lifer now. And I thought, what a perfect way for the listeners to drop in on a firsthand experience of some epic shit. This is Lola. Hi. Hi, Lola. Uh, Lola is on a cross-country adventure. She's been on the road now for six months, and she teaches yoga on the way, and she has this really fucking magical story about what led her um, here today, and um, let's see here. How should we start you off? I want I want them to get your whole full journey Um Me and Lola actually met in college over like a decade ago and both made our way out to Denver area and went deeper into friendship there. And uh, she's really just followed her whole heart. (laughs) And now um, you get to hear about it. (laughs) (laughs) So Lola, um, tell us a little bit about your journey. what are you up to and what brought you to making these van life decisions? Yeah, so I am about a half year into van life. I um, I basically was very much on <laughs> the corporate nine to five path. I went to college, grad school, worked in marketing for eight years, kind of climbing the corporate ladder um, and had had basically a dream job working as a marketing director for a cannabis brand. And then um, then I basically got let go from that job um, for, for reasons outside of my control and um, in 2019. And then from there, I suddenly had time, mm. um, the gift of time yes. to, think about what do I want to be doing? Is this what I want to be doing? Do I want to jump back into another job? Um, I, my experience with the business world is that it's very cold. It's cold hearted, doesn't care about you as a human being, doesn't care about how much effort you've put in, how much of your life force you give to the business. Mm. At the end of the day, they care about the dollar, the bottom line. And yeah, so with this time, I thought, this isn't really the best use of my time. This isn't really how I want to be spending my time. Um, and this is coming from, sorry, this is coming from someone who I viewed you as like my 
corporate baddie, you know, like you have all your ducks in a row and we're super fantastic at your job. Like there's nothing, you know, this is the epitome of someone like really slaying the corporate world. And so, and I remember um, when you first moved to Denver, I happened to be graduating a, a holistic health program and Lola showed up to some of these workshops I was putting on and you were calling in the perfect job which was a, mm-hmm. a corporate position in mm-hmm. marketing. And I remember you were calling in like a certain number yeah. uh, that she wanted to manifest like income wise. Yeah, that was that was some magic right there because basically I had not been familiar with manifestation techniques at all. And yeah, I was new to town and I came to your workshop and you led us through a visualization technique and taught us how, you know, some of the principles of manifestation. And um, at the time, I really wanted to earn $75,000. That was my goal. Um, and so I spent a lot of time thinking about that number <laughs> after that yeah. workshop. I would be like brushing my teeth and think about the number 75. And I'd be in the shower, like <laughs> thinking about the number 75. <laughs> ridiculous and then within a few weeks I had three job offers all offering me $75,000 like you cannot make this shit up and um, they were all pretty amazing jobs like two in Boulder one in Denver and they all were offering me 75k I'm like what in the hell is going on I remember when you reached out and I was like oh my goodness yeah and so then I got to choose which one I wanted and it was just so crazy. And of course, you know, then I had thought of like, damn, why did I say 75? Why didn't I say more? Right. Um, or was... why, why? I mean, I guess I'm talking from a today lens of like that version of you really wanted a 75K corporate job. And now this version of you would right. wish for something so, so different. So different. Yeah. And that, but it really was, that was um, something just clicked for me there. And that's when I realized like manifestation is legit so so like so legit and like really what you put your mind to you can create and um so I guess we can pause here and like talk about manifestation for a second um which is basically becoming clear on what it because if we're not clear on what we're seeking then we can't get anywhere so that's why when she was in the workshop you know she spent a little bit of time deciding Okay, 75 is my number. Yeah. Um, and so we need to get clear on what it is that we're trying to call in. Mm-hmm. And then um, we're using statements in our mind such as, I make $75,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Or I'm working in an environment that values me. Or mm-hmm. whatever the statement is, is coming from a current day perspective. So the I am statement is super powerful. The brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and what isn't. And our system starts to believe whatever we're saying to ourselves. So we're using these tactics such as, um, affirmations, the I am statements, or the visualizations of what would it look like if I made $75,000 a year? What would I wear? What would mm-hmm. I say? Who would I hang out with? What would my, where would I live? Um, so becoming super clear on that to call it in. And then also, um, uh, visualization mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, seeing exactly mm-hmm. what you want yeah. to call in. Yeah, I remember you had us kind of like, what is the office setting like? Is uh, Are people smiling at you when you walk in the door? Mm-hmm. Are there big windows? Like yeah. I remember we got down to that detailed level and it really did help me visualize what I'm seeking. And it's like, okay, yeah, I'm visioning myself traveling for work. I'm visioning mm. myself, um, you know, wearing cute blazers yeah. at, at like events and... Um, 
yeah, like very, we got very detailed with it and it was such a, such an interesting practice and I had never done that before prior. So, um, and yeah, the sensation too, of like, what would it feel like in my body and in my heart and in my mind if I was, because I feel like the emotion part Mm -hmm. is equally as important. Um, I know that I recently have switched in from, from just thinking about things I want to manifest and instead focusing on what it would feel like if I already had that Mm -hmm. thing. Um, the embodiment part of it, the emotional part Mm -hmm. is like training the body to be on the frequency that we're aiming for. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, did that, um, got, got, got the, the dream job, um, from that (laughs) practice and, and now I'm a full-time believer and now I'm like, what else can I call in? Right. And, And it really did change my life in that way. And I've called in many things since then and have also shifted my, shifted my dreams and shifted my, um, my desires in terms of what am I? Okay. Now that I know that I have this power, right. <laughs> what do I want to use with it? Yeah. And what do I want? What do I want to bring in with this power that we all have? It's not just me. It's, it's everyone who has this power. And it's, it's like, it's, it's cool to tap into something that we've always had like inside of us. Um, and then witnessing our own power and like you said, like, what do I want next? Which is kind of a good segue because it's like, okay, so you landed the dream job. You landed the fucking mm-hmm. ideal wage and mm-hmm. everything was all lined up. Totally. And then <laughs> you fucking woke up one day and there was like, your company no longer needed your department. Isn't that the case? Something like that. It was It was basically they, I was working in Denver and they needed everyone to live in LA. Okay. And then uh, they basically said for me to keep my job, I have to move to LA. And that was not, that was not for me. That wasn't yeah. my my vibe. So yeah, I got let go. And um, yeah, so then it suddenly was like, okay, now what, you know? And um, yeah, so what to do with these savings? <laughs> yeah, what to do with these savings and what to do with what do I want to do with my time? It's yeah, like, I felt like I gave so much to this company gave so much to this brand. You were working full time. Yep. And, uh, you know, overtime for sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just gave so much of my of my life force to this brand. Right. And, um, yeah. So from there, I, um, basically had a conversation with a girlfriend one night about what, what are we supposed to be doing with our lives? You know, how can we be, um, how can we be using our lives in for the betterment of the world? And like, what, what does that look like for us? And she had shared like, that she maybe wants to go into psychedelic therapy mm. and could see herself serving in that way. And I was like, it just kind of was an interesting conversation. And I was like, mm, I, I don't know what I want to be doing, but I don't know if it's marketing, you know, yeah. I don't know if it's like helping com- companies like get sales, you know, like that doesn't seem like, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, mm. and uh, like your deepest purpose. Right. And then that night I basically received a download in my sleep that was just like yoga, mm. <laughs> yoga teacher, yoga, yoga. And I just woke up and was like, uh, <laughs> I guess yoga teacher. And wow. so I looked up some programs like that, that afternoon. And I found one that started in three days. And, um, and that was mid, that was mid pandemic. This is mid pandemic now. Um, 
Yeah, and the program that I found was normally something that was held abroad, but because of the pandemic, they were going to offer it online, and it started in three days, and I was like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm fucking doing this, yeah. you know, signed up, um, I'd never really spent money on myself in that way, you know, mm-hmm. like, for, you know, aside from college, which is yeah. something that we're programmed to believe is fine, um, but this was kind of a, a, a big step for me to do that, and um did the program, absolutely loved it, have um, never felt more aligned, and I know that this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing yeah. and how I'm supposed to be in service to the world, and um, it's just, you know, yoga is something that has saved me for, for years. It's been a, a personal practice, and um, and it's been just so, so wonderful to have the opportunity to step into a yoga teacher role and offer it to, to other people. I just remember um, how you, I just remember you saying like, I think I want to do this. And like, I just thought it was super cool that in the midst of like panic and the pandemic, you know, and people are isolating and like quarantine and you're like, I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to get a new skill. I'm going to do this five week intensive program. That's like (laughs) every day. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was uh, quite quite an interesting unexpected I mean I never thought that I would get off the corporate train and become a yoga teacher like that is just something that was never in my field of reality ever and I think that's the interesting thing about the corporate world is like once you get on the train it's so so hard to get off and you just you're on it you know and you you see the ladder that takes you higher and higher and you just want to stay on it you know and um and same thing with when I think of people who you know quit their job and they go travel, you know, for three months or whatever. It's like that to me always seemed so out of touch. Out of reach, out yeah. Out of reach because it's like, when, when am I going to quit my awesome job and do that? Like, I would never yeah. just do that, you know? Um, and so, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> ironic. So ironic. And kind of, I got kicked off the train. You right. Know, I got pushed you off. Got forced. And, yeah, and so... In, in a beautiful way. In such a beautiful way. And it's like, you know, one of those... It's definitely one of those moments. In, at the time, it felt kind of like the end of the world and felt so devastating and heartbreaking. Um, but... At the same time, I had this sense of calm because I knew I at this point in my life, I knew that everything happens for you, not to you. Right. And, you know, everything happens for your highest evolution of self. And so even though I was very distraught and upset, I also knew that like something greater was going to happen from it. I would not have predicted this. um, And that's the beauty of it. Um, But yeah. Um. Yeah, so I did the training and uh, became certified. I was just, I was just remembering. Yeah. Um, but you had applied to um, that outdoor job. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, wait, that's, there, right. that's yeah, that, important that. because yeah. that ends up being super lovely in the end. Yeah, too. it does. Um, yeah, when I started to think of jobs outside of the marketing world. Um, you know, what, what would be fun for me? And I have a friend who is an outdoor adventure guide and he's always posting the most amazing pictures and, you know, from his travels as a guide. And so I, um, I applied for that and I think, you know, I'm pretty much a perfect candidate for that. So I got to the fourth round interview with this company, um, and then the pandemic happened (laughs) and it was like, oh, JK, there's no, 
there's nobody going on adventures right now. <laughs> we don't need you anymore. And uh, so that was, I totally forgot about that happened. I yeah. just remember us yeah. fucking sitting in a circle and like chanting like, <laughs> we're going to manifest our wildest dreams. And the wildest dream at the time was this adventure guide job. Yeah, because totally you had always, you've always been drawn to travel, mm-hmm. but didn't have like the time and, and like, exactly. you know, spaciousness to do that and so this was like a cool potential opportunity and then pandemic (laughs) happened and then you're sitting in your freaking house and you're like I'm gonna learn yoga (laughs) instead yeah and then it was kind of like then you know I'm realizing my lease is coming up you know for re-signing and stuff and it's kind of like that started getting my wheels spinning of like, okay, I've been here four years in this house. Like, do I want to resign? Yeah. Um, is this where I want to be? Um, are there other options for me? And um, mm. that's kind of when the van idea started coming in, trickling in. And I had this chunk of money saved up because of the nice income I was earning at my last yeah. job. And um and yeah, then it just, the messages started coming in like, you're gonna, you're gonna get a van, sweetheart, like, you know, <laughs> and you're not gonna resign your lease and <laughs> you're gonna go on an adventure is kind of the messages that started coming in then. It sounds um, almost like you, um, like we're just receiving a lot of clarity, like yeah. curio- I'm hearing curiosity, like yeah. you were like, what, what do I need? What, Mm -hmm. what are my highest needs and what are my desires and what's my excitement? Yeah. You know, you were like, okay, now that I'm not held in a contract, what do I want? Um, And those questions started to probably show up more than ever. Exactly. And like having the free time when I'm not, you know, working all day long, it's like my, suddenly I had all this time to think Mm. and think on, oh my gosh, what does bring me joy and what, what, what do I want to be, how do I want to be spending my days and what do I want my days to look like? And, uh, yeah, yeah, the travel is kind of what always seems to be, you know, coming back around. I feel you there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and the adventure and kind of, um, wanting to, to see and do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) exactly okay so um you got these van downloads I just remember you kind of skirting around like I think I want to do van life I don't know van life (laughs) and then I just get a text of a picture of this fucking van (laughs) and you're like yo I bought this (laughs) yeah that was like one of the scariest things I'd ever done because basically the demand for vans was so high because of the pandemic and so many people having the same idea of like okay I can't do international travel or I'm going stir crazy like so people were buying vans trailers like crazy and um yeah, I test drove a bunch and, you know, looked at a, a bunch and was kind of going crazy in, during that process and then um, found this one and I, uh, down in Pueblo, Colorado, and when I pulled up to look at it, I basically got a sign from what? my, <laughs> from my grandpa, my, oh, the yeah, the rainbow, oh yeah, so basically, um, whenever I see rainbows, it's, uh, it, it feels like a sign from my grandpa um, for, for reasons. And when I pulled up to this guy's house who had the van, there was a giant rainbow above his house. And I was like, wow, okay, like this is the one. Mm. And um, and it was so scary because I basically gave him four grand for it right on the spot. Wow. Because if I didn't, 
he had oh, wow. 20 other people who were looking at it. Oh you know? my God. This is, this is how it was every time I looked at a van. Yeah. It was like, they were like, you got to buy it right now. Like you don't have time to take it to get inspected Wow, because I got someone coming in an hour to yeah. look at it and they're going to buy it. You know, and that's literally how it was. One van wow. that I, one van that I really liked, um, I was going to, I was going to, I was interested in buying it. And then that next day someone flew out from LA and bought it with cash. So like, that's oh, how shit. the demand was. And yeah. I think still is. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. So anyways, yeah, I just took a, took a little leap of faith that I was handing this stranger yeah. four grand and was praying that, you know, <laughs> oh my God. this wasn't like the biggest mistake of my life. And, <laughs> um, yeah, and then um, it's an old, old van. It's 27 years old, you know, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. And um, wow. yeah, definitely had to put some money into it from there to, to mm-hmm. get it to get it into good driving condition. We've had some had some issues from there, but you know, it's kind of what you get when you buy something that old. Yeah. Because um, on the flip side, you can buy something newer. Either way, you're gonna probably spend about the same money. Yeah. Um, is how how I viewed it, but. This one had a high top, so I could actually stand up in it. Yeah. And it had, you know, certain things, um, windows that open on the sides, which was important for me because I have a cat that travels with me. Oh, <laughs> Miss Booties. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it just had the things that I was looking for. And, um, you know, with the sign from the spirit world, I just knew. <laughs> yeah, and so then I have the van, and then I... Um, I'm grateful that I have um, two friends in Denver that do van conversions yeah. as like uh, their main income source or project. Um, and uh, so I paid them to convert it out. Yeah. And I was able to help in that process, which just brought me a lot of joy. Yes, um, that's yeah, that's so cool. That was a fun thing to uh, just, you know, completely gut it and just had a fresh palette and we totally totally turned it into a little home on wheels. I love how you um, like found little pieces of the van from like local shops. Oh, like yeah. the sink. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. fabulous. Yeah. I got that from Goodwill. Got a lot of baskets from Goodwill. Got some, you know, got a desk from Facebook marketplace yeah. and so, that turned into like my, my kitchen area. And I got like a little piece of furniture that is now my like sink and sink station yeah so so you guys are definitely gonna have to hop on instagram and check out her yeah. actual van um and van life lola love flow we'll, con- mm-hmm. we'll include all that at the end here mm-hmm. but it's something you gotta see with your own eyes and follow her <laughs> beautiful adventures yeah mm. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so you were building the van out which i definitely remember and i just remember um like there's just being so many ups and downs of that in itself yeah. of like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be my little house. You yeah. know, all the, I remember all the small details of being like, ah, should I do this? Should I do that? Yeah, It was a lot of decision-making in a short period of time of like, how do you want it to be laid out and how, you know, you want this drawer here, you want this here. And I just felt like a little, like, am I making the right decisions? And it just all happened so yeah. fast. It was like such a whirlwind. And what yeah. kind of van is that? Like what, if we were to describe it to the listeners, um, it's a Ford. It's a Ford E150 mm-hmm, high mm. top. So it's kind of your standard Ford van. Except mm-hmm. it has a bed with storage underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, a Yeah, it's got a sink. It's got a, sto- a propane stove, two burner stove, mm-hmm. and um, got some solar panels up top yeah. um, that hook to an internal battery so that I have 
lights inside and a fan and um, a couple fans and um, yeah I got a nice big drawer that's my closet mm -hmm. and um, which, you got your Yeti I got a Yeti cooler that's my fridge and um, you know lots of storage and um, yeah it's got it's got everything yeah it's got a little pantry it's yeah. got it's got storage on top and drawers mm -hmm. Um, you've got everything you need and a kitten, little, little <laughs> yeah. kitty. I mean, she's not a kitten anymore, yeah. but she's a little sweetheart. She's my little senior lady. Little adventure buddy. Yeah. She's adapted mm. so well. It's been really beautiful. Yeah. She has <laughs> her little leash time outside yeah. and she's just chilling. She just sleeps so much. God yeah. bless her. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. Okay. So you built it out and mm -hmm. uh, I remember you were... Trying to navigate what your route and and mm -hmm. all that would be like. Yeah. So how how did so it's six months. I just love that it's been six yeah. months. It's been a half yeah. year. Um, you know, I'm used to seeing Lola often because she's my <laughs> bestie. And so like um we stay in touch daily for sure on, you know, voice memos and whatnot, and I get to hear her adventures firsthand. Um, but yeah, so a whole half year, and I'm interested in what your next half year is going to look like yeah. and what that's going to yeah. be about. But I, I know you decided to head east to catch some fall foliage. Yeah. Um, so yeah. tell us about, tell us about, uh, first of all, I would love to know, like, <laughs> you tried to leave so many times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did try to leave a couple times, and like that, then I would discover there was like some issues with the van. Like, oh, yeah, I, when yeah. you tried to meet us up at the hot, hot springs. springs. Oh, yeah. goodness. Yeah, I realized like there, I tried, that was like my first attempt to drive into the Rockies, and it was just like, oh, God, I couldn't go up the hill. <laughs> and then when I turned around and tried to come down back to the front range, it was like shaking violently when I was braking. <laughs> it was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was also one of those blessings because right. I was glad you guys invited me to the hot springs and I discovered these things before I actually hit the yeah. road because I, um, you know, could still lean on lean on the support of Denver to, mm -hmm. to kind of have those things. So again, knowing that it was uh, exactly how it was meant to play out. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so tried to leave, you know, had to it was a process to sell all my shit yeah. and the, the massive shedding that had to happen in order for me to get even on the road um, was quite a, quite, a, quite a process. You yeah, know, that had, was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, had just so, so many things that I had accumulated over all this time, even from my past life in New York City, realizing I had... Um, stored a bunch of stuff just in the basement of my house in Denver that I had just left untouched yeah. and it's like oh my gosh you know um and I had two closets worth of clothes yeah. and um just so much but um also a massive weight lifting right in releasing I was gonna say how that. does it feel yeah. as someone who also has um sold other stuff and either left the country or moved across the country um I feel you there yeah. and yeah. like there's something super special about taking things you love and either passing them on or mm -hmm. whatever you do with them. Totally. Yeah. I think it was, um, it was, it's, uh, 
it's been really fun to I gave a lot of things away to friends yeah in the process and now when I come back and I visit friends and I see like little paintings or yeah. little plants and things like that little knickknacks that I gave away it's like oh you guys have a piece, piece of me, of me. Yeah. yeah and they live on you know and mm-hmm. then and then other things that I completely shed uh, having having a big garage sale um, and just letting so many things go it was like oof it was you know really tough in the moment um to uh to see some of your prized possessions be be walking away to strangers or to um you know just to part ways with them but and probably for like nickels on the dollar yeah yeah totally (laughs) I'm like oh god there goes that thing Yeah. yeah um but it definitely a weight lifted it's like you know um just realizing like the energetic weight of all those things that you own you know and it's and it's like you don't even realize the weight that they have until they're gone and Mm -hmm. especially when I was going through my closet it's like I have all these clothes that I love and but even the memories that are attached to some of those clothes you know it's like oh I wore that at the wedding with my date and who was a whatever you know and it's wasn't like, like, your yeah favorite. it was not a good not a good memory you know um, and it's like oh or here's this you know last time you wore that was when you were being a fool doing this you know or just whatever whatever memories are attached yeah. with these with these items and it's like okay you know what? I actually don't need that right. you know like I don't need that memory like sitting in my closet anymore like I need to actually let that go um and and in the shedding process like you create the room for the right, new for things. More yeah. To so, who you are today. Right. Who which I am. is special. Yeah. And, um, you know, creating the space for, I've been like really enjoying when I go to, to new towns, to like popping into thrift stores and like yeah. picking up like a little item here or there. And it's like, now that's new and exciting and it's, um, more resonant with who I am today. Right. And, um, also now has like a new fun and memory attached to it. It's like, Oh, I got this yeah. at a thrift store in New Orleans or, you know, something like that versus like, Oh, here's this, shirt that I got at H&M right. 10 years ago, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. It's interesting how much we hold on to things that um, could not only be very easily replaced, but might not even fit the frequency of who we are today. It's right. just like some attachment thing exactly. we got going It's on. like, I wouldn't buy this coffee table today, right. but I've had it for four years, so I want it, keep <laughs> it, you know? Yeah. But it's kind of like, yeah, and I think I think that that does excite me for when you know, when van life chapter is through and I am re or redecorating a new place, it's like, then it's this like, this is fresh. It'll this be is, fresh. this yeah. is, this is me calling in, um, the energy of who I am today because post van life Lola and like pre corporate New York Lola or whatever yeah. are completely different humans. And it's like, why do I, what I don't even, yeah. yeah like that totally. furniture is not me. Yeah. Um, and like, totally. It's very cool. It you get to cool. redefine yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So that was, that was the shedding process. And that was, you know, uh, I knew, I think that was actually part of the appeal to me for van life mm. was because I knew that I had accumulated over these years, all this stuff <laughs> that wasn't even necessarily who I am or, yeah. you know, a reflection of who I feel internally. Um, and I knew that that would be one of the biggest challenge to move into a van. Can you live more simply? Can you live without all this shit? And I knew that that, that, that was part of the appeal of the van life. Um, and, uh, cause I had, you know, had some friends and stuff who, who do the van life and I've always just, uh, and kind of like, wow, like everything you own is in this, yeah. in this space. <laughs> like what? <laughs> you know? Um, and so, yeah, it was kind of, 
um, sort of the beauty of that challenge. And you've done backpacking before. Mm -hmm. And so you, it's like, it's like having a giant backpack. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you get a little bit more. Yeah, definitely more. A little bit and, more comforts. Yeah. And, um, it's been good. It's been, it's been really good. Definitely uh, feel lighter. Have you seen that uh, documentary, The Minimalist? Mm -mm. No? Mm -mm. Oh, I'm surprised. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's on Netflix, but it's about two, two dudes who I think were also making good money and like living in luxury and then decide to be minimalist mm -hmm. and like just very minimalist, you know, one this, one that. Yeah. Um, and anyways, it's a documentary on how it changed your life for the better and they're making an impact on the world with that perspective. So it kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Um, so you took off. Yeah, I was going to originally had in my mind to head to the Pacific Northwest. That was kind That's of, right. that was my, my goal mm -hmm. um, when I'm like doing all this, this visioning. And, uh, but at the time when I was hitting the road, the Pacific Northwest was like on fire, basically That's right. with all the fires. And then, and then also with COVID, a lot of the parks were closed. So it was like, you know. I'd been dreaming of the Redwood Forest, and the Redwood Forest National Park was closed. So I'm yeah. like, you know what? I need to take this as a sign that this mm. isn't where I need to go. Mm, so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, because Didn't of what unfolded. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You were... And so then I headed east instead and decided I would do a fall, uh, New England fall, mm. um, which, you know, is just uh, one of those picturesque things that most people um, love to see. And so I wanted right. to see it too. And yeah, um, yeah it actually did end up working out to my benefit because um happened to have a failing transmission when I was in the Boston area Ugh. and uh, my aunt happens to live there yeah and exactly. so perfect. it was totally perfect she took me in for three weeks while my transmission wow. got redone and um you know it's kind of one of those things if I'd headed to the opposite direction like I might not have had that same family support and maybe I'd be staying in a hotel for three weeks or who uh. knows you know who knows um how it could have played out but it definitely was how I was meant to be, and I have family and friends in New England um, and all the East Coast, so really got to kind of ease into van life yeah. with leaning on some some support of loved ones, and um, it was just really, it was really divine in that way. Yeah, mm -hmm. in fact, like, your whole journey on the East Coast turned into this, like, beautiful familial um journey yeah it definitely did it was uh been I've been calling it my healing tour <laughs> <laughs> which was not part of the plan <laughs> um but yeah it's been really really um beautiful the immense healing that has happened on this journey um by visiting different family members being able to speak my truth to family members who um have no idea about my truth and no I no idea about some of the struggles of my of my childhood and the realities that existed in my family dynamic and so being able to to speak those speak those out loud as an adult 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 um, right. and have them witness me and validate me and um, yeah it's just really beautiful and um, kind of every stop that I've made with different family it's like I've been able to heal a different different wound, wound. uh-huh yeah. exactly and um mm. kind of really been doing a lot of a lot of healing in that in that regard and um like I said totally unexpected and it's right. been so magical in that way of like whoa I, I thought I was gonna be just going to look at a bunch of beautiful things across the country and have some fun but really I've been doing a lot of 
doing a lot of internal yeah. viewing as well. Mm. And um, you have the spaciousness to do that. Exactly. And you're getting like nudged to these to these places that have family and history and and with that comes like ancestral tapping in and yeah and like reviewing and totally healing and yeah being, mm. a, being able to have conversations with people and clearing air a lot of clearing air and right. a lot of being able to you know have them have some accountability and um right you know, offer apologies yeah. or offer love. Um, mm. You know, I've been able to receive um, verbal love that, you know, p- people saying things to me that I have never heard before, like from my dad, you know, specifically. And uh, it's um, been really profound. Really, yeah, profound. Well, I mean, I know, you know more <laughs> of the details and I'm just like, yeah. it's beautiful. Um, uh, I, I recently also was on a road trip last year and um, ended up on my dad's, you know, doorstep and had some immense healing as well. And it just feels yeah. like maybe, well, first I'd like to say that if you're in a nine to five corporate job, you don't have the spaciousness, mm-hmm. like literally physically, but like in your schedule, but yeah. also like mentally, mentally yes. emotionally, mm-hmm. like tapping into you're, you're so busy, like you're yeah. so busy with other people's dreams and other people's work that like we're not accessing these deep parts of the self. And like mm-hmm. that is something that I think is one of the most beautiful parts about the pandemic is how it allowed us all to slow down if, you know, like without having, you know, to work and all these different things where uh, our usual day to day and now we have all this spaciousness to like go a little deeper inside and, and like I feel like our our shadows and our wounds are kind of or at least for in my circle, it seems to be everyone is kind of like accessing some like stuff that's surfacing mm-hmm. um, that that needed our slowing down to mm-hmm. to face. And like I feel like like you were saying, like you thought here I'm gonna go on this like hunky dory journey, which it is, but at the same time you're getting these fat juicy opportunities to share who you are today with family and friends. And then not only have them receive you, but like you said, like show up in accountability of maybe I didn't even know I've impacted you. Mm -hmm. Um, And like that in itself is a gift. And like what what would the world look like if we all had time and spaciousness to really sink into our needs and really sink into our desires and really sink in through that uh, to what's not being met and where we do need healing. And I, I feel like, especially in your case, it's like, we're not even necessarily sure that that's what we needed. And then all of a sudden it's like, here's this sweet little gift. I just remember you sharing with me, you know, my mom shared this memory or my aunt told me this, Yeah, you know, or like all this fascinating shit you're learning about your ancestry. If you want to share that stuff. That is true. It's been, I've been getting these little nuggets of stories from, from these family members as I spend time with them outside of like a holiday setting, you know, it's like normally I see my aunts and uncles at Christmas and like all we're talking about is this like little, you know, surface level conversations, but then being able to spend a little more extended time outside of a stressful holiday environment, I've been able to, to go deeper with, with my family members and getting these nuggets and yeah, I've been learning so many, so many ancestral things that have just been so, so like, wow, just um 
it's really just painting a more complete picture of who I am and where I come from. And I've, um, like as an example, um, I found out that my great-grandmother had a florist shop um, mm. in her old age and she opened it when she was 75 years old after her husband had passed and it was um, he didn't believe that women should be business owners it was something that she always wanted to do and so after he passed she decided now's the time now or never and so she opened up this little gift shop on Main Street in in uh, Mississippi um, and uh, in Drew Mississippi and uh, yeah. And then she did, she, she ran it for 10 years. So she was 85. So it's like, not only am I learning like, wow, I have like this badass yeah. great grandmother who's <laughs> like, I'm going to be a business owner at 75, you yeah, know, and it's feminist like, wow. for her time. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, wow, I have her, you know, streaming through my veins, mm. you know? And not only that, it's like that when I heard that she had this florist shop, it just sent like chills down my spine because whenever I've cut flowers and bouquets just, you know, from the store or whatever, I've always just felt like I have this innate gift. to. No, remember. you totally do. I was going to say, like, anytime I have a party, Lola comes over with, like, the most beautiful flower arrangements that she made, you know, and just, like, puts them all over my house. And I'm just like, girl, what? Like, yeah. And what's crazy is, like, before she found that out about her grandmother, I was telling her and our other good friend, Ellen, that I had this vision of us having this cute little gift shop in the future. It was like, I don't know if it was a dream or whatever it was, but um, I was telling Lola that I saw you making floral arrangements. And yeah. then like a couple months later, she's like, by the way, my great grandmother or whatever yeah. literally did that. Yeah. It's so, it's so, so interesting like that. And, <laughs> and I've even like said out loud, like when I've been, you know, trimming flowers to put in vases, like I've been like, I was a florist in a past life, you know, <laughs> just like saying that out loud for no reason. And, but it's like, okay, there is something there. And then it's like, then I go to my dad's house and he happens to have the, the shears, the trimming shears oh, yes. that my great grandma used. So then I'm like holding the flower, you know, the, oh, the scissors that she used to do and trimming amazing. some, some sunflowers that I had bought for him, you know, it's like just, we're going to get those shears when yeah, our basically. shop is in order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just things like that and having a lot of things like that coming up right. and it's like, just like left and right type of um these really beautiful stories well and like, like your past life yeah what then, about like you've had yeah. tell them about your past <laughs> life stuff okay because the way that you ended up on that soil yeah yeah so so wild I had uh, always had this little vision um since I was a kid that or when I was a kid I had these visions that I had basically died in battle like hand-to-hand combat with a bayonet um like you know, the sword that goes on the end of a rifle or whatever. Mm. And um, had always just kind of uh, wondered where those thoughts came from or didn't, you know, right. didn't really totally. know and didn't really have, you know, my parents didn't really like encourage me to like, <laughs> explore, that. explore that, you know, they're just kind of like, okay, um, you know, and uh, yeah, so then I'm in Arkansas um, where I was born. I decided to go there to be to be in the city I was born on my 33rd birthday, that was like really a magical moment of my van life journey. Got to sleep in the parking lot of the hospital that I that so entered cool. the world and kind of tap into that energy of the my earth entry portal, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was magic in itself. And then from there, I'm uh, one morning eating, eating brunch and reading like a little mo- local local paper and it's talking about these civil war battlefields that are here there's like two in the area and 
one of them just kind of struck out to me over the other and I was like I'm just gonna go check out this battlefield like why not you know and uh I get there and <clears throat> they're doing um a guided tour with the uh, the park ranger and um I just kind of I just kind of had this feeling of like, okay, this is <laughs> this is something. Like even when I pulled up, I was like, oh, I've seen this mountain range before, oh, wow. even though like um, I'd never been there as an adult, you know, um, in the Ozark Mountains. And um, then we are, you know, she's telling us all about the battle. And one of the things that stood out to me was in my vision um, as a child. It was like I was near trees and near trees was where the battling was happening and then I kind of always kind of doubted that vision because the way you see battlefields in movies is it's always like an open field yeah. you know and it's like a big open field and so I was like hmm, why why was there trees where would there be trees you yeah. know but then I get to this freaking battlefield and there are a lot of trees <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and that was the first thing I was like oh my gosh and I'm like asking her and she's like oh yeah this was a heavily wooded area like the fighting was happening in the woods and I was just like, Oh my gosh. Oh and my then God. at the end of the tour, you know, she's like, does anyone have questions? <laughs> You're like, yeah, <laughs> did I die here? <laughs> did I die here? bitch?" <laughs> and uh, yeah, but no, I asked, I was like, was there any bayonet fighting? Because previously I had looked up online, like, did anyone in the Civil War fight with bayonet? And it was said like less than 1% of the battles used bayonet. So I was like, okay, this is probably unlikely, you know, mm -hmm. less than 1%. But she said, actually, there was a, a fight that happened right over here. And she points oh. to this area that oh my God. where a battalion ran out of ammo and they were ordered to put their bayonets on the ends of their guns and charge ahead. And so that just like was just like exactly You're just like what um, <laughs> um okay i'm gonna go by now and like go oh, yeah and so then i kind of like yeah went over to the field that, or to the area that she pointed at and i like took off my shoes mm. put my feet on the earth wow. and kind of lit some sage and kind of just did like a little little you know ceremony yeah. and kind of just um acknowledgement because i just feel like there's just it just it just feels that way. It fe what felt like Ugh. it felt like because uh, perhaps I had died here that that it made sense to me that perhaps I came back yeah. into this like a era. cycle. A cycle. I felt like you like <laughs> the chances of that occurring and like you getting like all that yeah. is just so cosmic and yeah. like definitely not on accident. Totally whatsoever. And, yeah, exactly. It's like the, just seeing that you know it's like seeing this little blip at this brunch you know in this random magazine and then it's like it, everything just happens you know synchronistic that, yeah. so synchronistic you know yeah. and like as someone who's traveled before would you say that and uh, I guess what I what I'm projecting is whenever I'm traveling whether it be on the road or abroad backpacking the most synchronistic shit happens to me oh, totally. like it's that there is no there's nothing more serendipitous than when I am solo traveling because you are just purely your energy. And if you're living your truth and you're following your joy, then like the most, um, just everything seems to be in alignment and like things fall like dominoes perfectly placed. And we, um, we are like energetically pulled in and called in, you know, like the totally. Celestine prophecy. Celestine, I know yep. you've read yeah. that such an amazing book. For the audience to yeah. check out, it's like an adventure novel on synchronicity. Um, yeah, I definitely feel like you were pushed there. Totally. 
yeah, there was just so many little things that happened to get me to be in this battlefield with, you know, yeah, totally. And um, it was just, it was just really beautiful because I felt like, you know, my soul knows this place right. is the vibe that I had spent uh, or that I felt just spending this time in Northwest Arkansas. It's like, okay, I've been here. Perhaps I died here, came back, you know, a hundred years later or so um, to a new family. And, but it's like, this is kind of, it just had this sense of my soul felt at home and my soul felt very familiar with this area. That is um, so cool. Yeah. Super, super interesting. Um, and just, it just felt like, okay, now I know more <laughs> about, about myself. It's like, again, just learning more about myself and even exactly. past selves, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so it, there's there's some some pretty magical moments there for sure. Speaking of magical moments, it's eleven eleven. Make a wish. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, that's why you say that because I actually got let go from my job on eleven eleven. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And, <laughs> trust, trust. Yeah. Trust. Exactly. Yes. Totally. Um, that was a that's that that was part of why I was able to trust when it happened because right. when I recognized the date of when I got let go, I was like, okay, well. I plan yeah. this. My higher <laughs> self Health is like, plan yeah, this. Exactly. Um, yeah. I also thought it was interesting that, you know, everything with the social justice coming up mm-hmm. last year, mm-hmm. um, Lola was at one of the protests where fucking someone got ran over yeah, and like and there shot was shot. Yeah. Got totally. Ah, yeah. Guns fired mm-hmm. um, down, down in Denver. And mm-hmm. um, it's, I feel like we all, you know, stayed really committed to exploring, like, how we can show up as, honestly, white women Mm -hmm. in this world um, in solidarity and to practice service. And Mm -hmm. um, and with that being said, dedicated and committed to way more fucking um, history Mm -hmm. and, like, personal education on Mm -hmm. these matters and... uh, so that I feel like we both had, you know, those individual journeys and then you took off on your van life and I feel like you were given opportunities to reflect on that in like a more multifaceted way as well with the ancestry that was coming up for you. Totally. Yeah, that's uh, that's been another really interesting element of this journey is um, basically having to come to terms with my deep rooted bloodline in the South. And, um, basically my family, I have come to learn owned at least three plantations in the South, owned a bunch of land all throughout many, uh, Southern States and had plantations, which of course means that my family line owned slaves and like having to come to terms with that has been really challenging and having to look at that, um, and I had the opportunity to actually visit one of the plantations in Mississippi, and that was just really wild experience. I've never been to a plantation, and just pulling up and seeing the rows and rows and rows of cotton, um, it's just like... It's chill. Like it's chill. I so, literally yeah. have fucking chills. Yeah, and it's like, when I just saw how massive these fields were, it's like, you, we, we, I say we as my family must yeah. have had so much help. Yeah. <laughs> help to, uh, to manage these fields. I mean, it's a lot of freaking land, so I'm just like picturing, it was winter when I pulled through, so there weren't, wasn't actually any plants or people in the, in the fields, but um, just, I could very, have a very clear mental image of just 
hundreds, mm. hundreds, maybe oh thousands of people, you know, hunched over the cotton, picking cotton. It just was like such a clear vision. And it's like, wow, like my family owned people. Oh, like, I can Yeah, dude. dude. It's so, so rough to come to terms with and just like no telling what atrocities like we you know put these people through and um the separation of families you know and um yeah it's it's so so intense it is intense and as someone as as someone who practices as I know I've witnessed you practicing social justice and like activism and I don't know I think it's again the universe pushed you into a position to witness as part of your history because you are someone who is stepping outside of your like familial like lineage and like you really are a um like a cycle breaker Mm -hmm. and like you were given this opportunity to like really embody and witness you know your ancestry and come from a new lens of like wow like taking accountability for your family and also transmuting it into this this new way of life and that's the healing and that is the medicine like Mm -hmm. you you know being brave enough basically to own yeah damn like yeah my family has been yeah and like I have plenty of family from the south as well and I don't know my own history like that but I think it's super um like that is the work that we need to do is like we can't stay in the dark of um just like pushing it aside of like yeah probably but no like you actually you literally stood on the plantation soil and, and like got to energetically receive like this honestly suffering and um own it and then now you get to move forward with that integration and what can you do with it moving forward Mm -hmm. Uh, thank you for honestly sharing that because it's that's that's a lot and um yeah Yeah, it does feel like uh it's I've, i've been grateful for you and ellen's reflections in this when i've been sharing these experiences with you guys because you've kind of pointed out that I am a cycle breaker and that I am being the change, you know, Um, and it it does kind of help me see, see the bigger picture of it, of like, and maybe perhaps this is why I have been felt so called to activism, because perhaps in my DNA, I feel that there's something that I need to atone for, you know, Um, and yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's it's interesting, because in my family, when they talk about the plantations and stuff, they just talk about it from like the positive memories they have from childhood on the, you right. know, you know, that they, it's distorted. It's a distorted memory. They don't really talk about like, oh yeah, like <sighs> great grandma owned humans. People. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's like yeah, what so the it's fuck? kind of a, it, it's a different, different way that they're viewing it than I'm viewing it. I'm like, whoa, you yeah, know, like, and of course they haven't owned quote people or slaves, um, you know, haven't enslaved people in, in a long time, but they, you know, even, even after slavery was abolished, they still had people who worked there who were, you know, viewed as less than human and were not treated humanely. And, you know, just from some of the stories that I've heard, it's like they weren't slaves, but they were, they weren't viewed as equals. They were servants, you know, exactly. Um, Um, So that, that's definitely ingrained. And then kind of um, from there to realizing with the civil war battle, like, I likely was a Confederate soldier in the um, past just, life that you were talking the about. The past yeah. life, yeah, it's like um, coming to terms with that. Um, but there was a lot of beautiful learning in that too. Um, from the tour that I took, is like I learned that not all Confederate soldiers were slave owners, and especially in that part of Northwest Arkansas, they um, 
they were just farmers. They were self-sustained farmers. And so when they were fighting, they were fighting to protect their land and their farm and their family, but they didn't actually own slaves. Um, and they didn't actually want to participate in the war at all. Um, mm. They just geographically, where they were located was in the South. And so yeah. it was like, it's okay, it's your turn to fight. You got to protect your farm and you okay. got to go fight. And so it really has been beautiful to learn some of the history of the Civil War and like that. Um, it just, it really humanized for it, humanized the Confederate army for me. Cause obviously, okay. um, you know, I think when we, when we think about the civil war, it's like, the, oh, the South, they were all terrible people. They all wanted to own slaves and everything right. like that. But it's like, that's, that's not actually fully true. Fully true. Mm -hmm. There are still human beings. I like that reframe because yeah. of course, I mean, I know myself even like projects negativity yeah. and totally. it is like yeah, the most exactly. fucking part. Oh, like, yeah, please. Like, totally. Don't We're, get me, you know, don't get twisted, but yeah. But there, there's, it's nice to remember right. that, you know, just, just like today, you know, yeah. there, we, like certain people are put under a certain umbrella on based right. off of who they vote for or not right. and, and vice versa. And the truth is every human being is a is a beautiful yeah, soul exactly and like we're all just being swayed um based off of our childhood and our economic status and like our politio-socioeconomic uh status and like how we were raised where we were raised and like yeah so there's just so many elements here existing at once and like there's always underneath all of that the pure human soul the pure humanness of it yeah and like that's not to say anything you know one thing is you know, it's not shitty. Right. Of course. Exactly. And it's been interesting because it's like I've, um, you know, there's been all this debate of like removing Confederate statues and like all this. And, and I've been in full support of that. I'm like, tear that shit down. Absolutely. Yo, you know? yeah, like totally. burn it all down. Like, um, but then to kind of hear that there are whole regions where there weren't even any slaves at all present. And mm. so when they were fighting, it's because they were told they had to, they had no choice. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, so maybe this person does want to honor their Confederate grandfather who died protecting his farm, yeah. you know, as an example, yeah. um, had no slaves, did yeah. not want to fight or anything, you know? Yeah. And so it's kind of, it is, it, it actually adds a, it give you a little window of, of compassion. compassion. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's like, obviously I still don't think we should be flying Confederate flags and all no. that don't support that at all. No. Of course. Um, but, it just it definitely humanized it for me that's an interesting um, perspective yeah for sure. really interesting and um i'm hearing like we well, got yeah, lots of multifaceted levels of awareness happening here and like um and i guess what I, my whole point in all that is like just noticing that the work and the medicine lies in not being afraid um and having maybe a healthy dose of shame but not taking it too much in of like okay word this is my history and this is what I can do about it now. This right. is how I can integrate it into who I am today. Mm -hmm. And this is how I can move forward. Um, yeah, exactly. That That's exactly where I'm at right now is like just acknowledging, okay, this is my history. This is my, this is in my blood. This is my DNA. This is soul past life. All these, all these elements of, of, um, you know, this very deeply rooted Southern existence. Yeah. And then, okay, how can I, um, how can I not get stuck in the shame and yeah. how can I not get stuck in the, uh, the upset of, of, of it and how can I just, um, move forward and, and show up for yeah. the people who need it today, you know, yeah. like exactly. Mm -hmm. mm. And I think one way that I do that is by sharing my story and sharing what I've learned, um, you know, these little blips of, of history that I've learned and things like that so that there can be just more awareness and conversations around conversation. it. Yep. Because like it's either, you're a fragile white human who like feels so much shame that they don't even want to talk about it. Exactly. Or um, there's rightful anger from other ang mm -hmm. angles. 
Yeah. Um, and so like, but the more we talk about it and own it and transmute it, the more we can like, um, heal of course mm-hmm. and come to a, a hopefully regulated nervous system enough to work together and design a future that is fucking serving all literally. Really? Yeah. Um, equally with equity. Mm-hmm. 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 I see yeah. that for us. Yeah. I see that for our future. I do too. Um, big time. Mm-hmm. Like this is the work we're doing. It's for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Let's see here. I wanted to ask a couple more questions. Mm-hmm. One just quickly is, do you feel like you like work with a budget at all? Like, do you do like a daily budget or weekly? Or... Yeah, I don't have like a set budget, but I do try to, you know, be mindful um, of my spending. I try to um, like, I really enjoy eating out and especially yeah. when I go to these cities, there's all these dope options. I love like checking out the, the you know, the best vegan spot in town. Yeah. And so um, I kind of will make sure that I'm cooking a few meals in the van, you know, and then kind of have the reward of yeah. like dinner out or something like cool. that. Um, so there's just like the balance of it. Um, but with, you know, I'm not paying rent now. So um, with the uh, gas money is like my rent right, right totally. now. Um, exactly. So it's kind of. How many of... miles a gallon do you get? <laughs> <laughs> I think about like 15. Fuck. So it's, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> this <I> mean... is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's better. I had a Jeep that was 15, but I wasn't yeah. living out of it, you know, yeah. so that's cool. It's, it's, it's chill. Um, you know, it's, um, yeah, I just, uh, and I try to, um, you know, I, I like to try to support locally when I go, especially some of these little tiny ass towns that I stop in. I try to like, buy a small little something, you know, just to support, um, or if I like sleep in a Walmart parking lot, even though I try not to support Walmart because of their, their business practices. Um, you know, if I stay the night in Walmart, I'll go in and like buy a bag of ice or something, you know, but really I do try to support the local shops and I I really enjoy, um, you know, buying little trinkets or like little something souvenirs and, and supporting the local economies and going to some of the, you know, smaller mom and pop restaurants and stuff like that to, to kind of give back to these communities that I go to. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love yeah. my little Roswell alien pin yeah. you got me. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. How about if you were to give me a quick like day in the life? Like, mm-hmm. so you wake up, yeah, in I your wake van. Up, I wake up. I'm either if I'm urban camping, I'm like in a Walmart <laughs> or a Cracker Barrel, which is not my preference. Um, <laughs> um, but if I'm somewhere that has BLM land or forest land, like I'll you know wake up and um, I've been really trying to um, been really trying to stick to my to some of my morning practices of meditating, journaling, reading, um, stretching. Um, those type of practices is usually try how, how to start my day, um, pretty much make oatmeal every morning with fruit and nuts and get my day going. And then, yeah, I, um, I like to, to, um, I, you know, nature focused is kind of, has, has been what guides a lot of my journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whether that's going for a hike or getting somewhere beautiful, um, driving, um, it's really been such a such a gift to kind of wake up and be like okay what do I want to do today mm. and that that's is, that that's is, the fucking juice right there that is dude it's um that is the ultimate blessing of this chapter of my life is like I've never had this before it's, it's freedom all, it's, 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 it's it's epic epic freedom that is unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life <sighs> um and I'm actively trying to figure out how I can <laughs> make, make, it, la- make yeah. it last as long as possible I think it is yeah. I think I think 
I, I do, you yeah. know, I like to live like that as yeah. well because yeah. it's like, I mean, as someone who also travels a lot, I think that's, it hit me yeah. too. Like yeah. this is what life is. This is, yeah. this is it. And how can we, you know, navigate and maintain a reality that serves that? Right. Because when I am supported in like my basic essentials, like mm-hmm. shelter and food and yeah. water, um, my, 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 you know, my root chakra is safe. Mm-hmm. Then I'm able to tap into the rest of my being. And that's where all that magic happens of, okay, so wait, what does make me happy? Mm-hmm. And like, what do I want to do? And mm-hmm. if I could do anything and money and jobs and all this stuff didn't matter, what would I talk about, think about, do play? Mm-hmm. What is that? And let me do that because mm-hmm. that's my highest joy. That's my highest purpose. Mm-hmm. And when I follow that is when all the doors open synchronistically like you've been experiencing. Totally. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, been really, really beautiful to have this such such immense freedom to, 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 ask, to be able to ask myself what do I want to do. It's not just immediately having to get onto my computer and now I'm doing, I know what I'm doing for the next eight hours right. because it's been defined for me, you know. Oh. And so now I'm like, oh, what do I want to do with my day? It's like, oh, maybe I want to go check out this thing or maybe I want to plan my route to here or maybe I need a rest day, you know. Right. And, Tapping um, in, yeah. tuning in. Yeah, and it's, it's just such, um, I mean, I just... I wish this for everyone. Like right. I wish this this sense of freedom for everyone. And I think that if people if more people did experience this, then the world would drastically I change. Fucking agree. Yeah. And, Fully. Um, yeah. So. There's something like once you taste. Because I mean, I don't want to sound like everyone quit their job and yeah. like you know it's not it's not, I know it's not accessible, but there are small steps we can make each day to make ourselves more free. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts with becoming clear on what it is we even want our days to look like, like, mm-hmm. like you were doing yeah. at the workshop years ago. It's like, how can I decide if, oh, I really want you to tell, I just remembered, <laughs> I really want you to circle back around about the, the, the outdoor job. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> because here yeah. she, here she was like whatever many years ago thinking, oh, you know, what I want to do is I want to have this outdoor guide job. Yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, that was a, that was what I wanted to do was the adventure guide. I was like, this will be a way for me to travel and be out in beautiful places and earn income. And then, but then the pandemic happened, so it didn't actually happen. Well, then, fast forward to just a few months ago with the pandemic's easing up, and now that position is reavailable. Right, and you can look at it from. A new <laughs> and so line. then it's like, you know, I get the email like, hey, this this position is open, available, and you since you were at the fourth round interview you can pick up where you left off in the process and it was just so interesting because I was like wait do I want this now and it's like what was once my dream that was my dream I was it was on my vision board I was you know actively studying how to I was I was studying for this interview so hard you know Um, and uh, then it's like now just a year later it's like is this my dream and I realized it was an outdated dream it was right. an expired dream mm. and and, um, and like what you ended up doing was like bigger and better like, right it's like oh it's like I don't need to get paid to take people other people on yeah. vacation it's like I'm just gonna take myself on vacation <laughs> I'm going to tour yeah and yeah. like we can budget in such a way also that like serves your day-to-day adventures Mm -hmm. um versus like 
Yeah, taking other people on adventures. Yeah, because that job would have been very much just like catering, catering to other people, very customer service focused, and very like you know making sure everyone has a great time and everything goes smoothly. And it's like ultimately when I started getting more into it, I was like, wait, I don't really want to do that. Like I would rather take myself, and um, you know I might not be able to go to all the you know the epic places that they go to but also i could i could try and um, well you know what you do where you do go you you access the epic places inside right because <laughs> you wouldn't have that mental and emotional spaciousness um if you were working totally. eight to ten hours exactly a day. i mean that was a super it's a super demanding job you know that 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 particular company um and yeah so is it was such a weird thing to turn down that opportunity because it felt like (laughs) it was such a strong dream at one point um and yeah I think it's interesting how you brought up like you know when I was in your workshop what my dream was to be a 75,000 earning corporate person and then it's like (laughs) then I want to be an adventure guide and I'm like actually it's just wait a minute yeah Yeah. (laughs) like here's the thing is dream bigger exactly that continues to be the lesson is how much how much better does this get? Like that's totally. a great mantra that I've been working with yes. is how much how much grander can this look? Totally. And like I, I find that within myself, you know, when you're like calling in whatever it might be, it's like, but wait, why did I stop there? Right. Exactly. Like, why if I can call in anything, <laughs> anything, then I need to take the limits off this. Exactly. And I need to just start envisioning and feeling what it would be like to live a dream like what's the dream for me and like again it always comes back to getting clear on that like we need to pay attention to things that that make us feel safe and make us feel joy and um like follow those things like if we could make a list even like we you know in the last podcast I was Mm -hmm. saying like let's let's make lists of the things that bring us joy and follow those things and what happens when we do Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's exactly what you did yeah (laughs) yeah I think that's a really good practice another one that um that has been really great for me is writing down what your current dreams are and your current wishes and then revisiting the list like the next day and expanding them the the practice of expanding so it's like okay I I want I want Mm. I want the I want a little house in the cabin in the woods you know type of vibes as, as like an example and then like the next day coming back and being like actually you know, that's cool, but I actually want it even more. Or I yeah. want... I want to... Actually, I want a two-story house with yeah. a hot tub. I yeah. want to be on the creek with the mountain yeah. views. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. How can you expand it from there? And um, Or like, yeah, I want I want that cabin in the woods, but I also want the, you know, the beach house in Costa Rica. Yeah. Or, you know, kind the of... The yoga shala. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just the expansion that can come. Mm-hmm. Do you have any, like, pros and cons that come up? <laughs> It definitely um, pros and cons. I mean, I think the, the main pro is what we've already touched on, the freedom, just yeah. the epic freedom yeah. and the, the mobility um, to kind of go and do as I please. And um, the I've been trying to be in, in a state of openness. So it's like if I cross paths with someone and they say like, hey, like there's this hot springs over there, yeah. like actually being like listening and, and going, yeah. taking the advice of some of these locals that I cross paths with. And like there was a guy in Roswell who said, you know, I told him I was going up to Taos and he's like, which way are you going? And I told him the way I was going. He's like, well, you should go this way instead. Okay. And you might enjoy the mountain drive. And Aww. sure enough, did the mountain drive. It brought me to tears, you know? Oh my so gosh. it's like, yeah, just that's one of the main pros is like being able to be in the flow. It sounds like, it which really flow. reminds me of the Celestine Prophecy. Again. It is so like, much. It's just so 
Yeah, you guys got to read that book if you yes. haven't. It's so, it's it's amazing. I started reading it and literally read it until I finished it in one night because yeah. it was just hitting me so hard. Yeah. I was in the middle of a, I was on an overnight bus in India when I started reading it, which is perfect because it's all about, in my opinion, like following your truth and synchronistic mm-hmm. travels and like what unfolds when you, um, when you follow your heart. So definitely, yeah. definitely check that book Yeah, out. definitely do. Um, yeah, so that, that, that's definitely one of the main pros, I think, to just, um, you know, being able to, if I'm driving, like being able to pull over and sleep, you know, and, and yeah. not have to pay for hotels and like just being able to travel um, at a cheaper, at a cheaper way is, you know, the main, yeah. the main appeal of it. Um, and then for cons, I think, I think that the main con is just, uh, I feel I feel a little scattered, you know. Sometimes it's hard to feel grounded, right. obviously, because I'm literally on the move, right. um, nonstop. So um, I think that's like one of the main challenges is like how to how to find that sense of groundedness, um, even within within the whirlwind of all the travels and stuff like that. Totally, um, and kind of like you know, it's also hard to find community. Right, um, I don't have the community, um, and it's been especially especially challenging with COVID where community is discouraged and Uh, um, you know, it's like, I know, I know there's probably things happening in some of the cities that I go to, but they're, you know, they're not announcing it really on social media or, you know, like as an example um, in Asheville, I know there's an ecstatic dance community there. I was there for two months, but I couldn't find it because Mm, they're not, yeah, because of COVID and and I know they weren't, you know, advertising it like (laughs) as a meetup group or something like that. Um, so kind of the lack of community is, is a little bit of a challenge. Um, such a, you know, we're, we're, we're wired to be people, people, right, people, exactly. um, but I'm, I'm hopeful for, for the West coast and for, as things are Opening easing up. up last night, we went out with like, there was no masks out last yeah. night in Denver when we went to this cool new sober bar called the wake in downtown mm-hmm. Denver. Yeah. And it was our first time going out maskless. Mask. It was such a <laughs> fucking trip. Yeah. Even yeah. the like internal conditioning of like, this is weird. Yeah. This is weird. Safe. This yeah. is weird. Like, yeah. it's weird that we think it's weird. Yeah, totally. And just like witnessing how the the year's worth of, um, I don't want to call it propaganda, but, <laughs> but if the shoe fits, no. <laughs> um, a year's worth of, you know, fear-based, um, you know, media. Yeah. Um, it's like it is weird to step out into the world maskless and and be like, wait, am I safe? Am I unsafe? You know, and just witnessing the own internal. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised to see so many willing. I don't know. Like the whole thing is a trip, to be honest. It is, it is but it, it it I I guess what I'm saying is I have faith that your West Coast journey for the next six yeah. months is going to be slowly opening up so to community too. and camaraderie in that way. And I think so too. I know you were able to do ecstatic dance here in Denver this yeah. week, which has been a year, I yeah, guess. Since over a year. Yeah. yeah so that, that was totally beautiful and um, definitely a sense of home and community with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Let me think. Uh, so I guess I'm going to project a con onto you. It's okay. like not having a shower <laughs> might be. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a, a planet fitness membership, which I'm grateful they have locations all over the country. So I go into shower there, but it's definitely, you know, not convenient. You have to like and seek it out. And yeah. All that. Seek it out. And I have to, you know, you got to pack like a little bag with yeah. your clothes and your caddy with all your stuff. Yeah. And it's just not, it's just not the experience that it is at home. Totally. Um, it's definitely yeah. less of a like relaxing yeah. personal time. And yeah. More it's of just, a... it's, it's a little more of like a transactional, you know, 
<laughs> and uh, definitely not 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 as enjoyable as it once was the showering but um yeah and you know stuff like going to the laundromat right it's like you know here i am in this beautiful eureka springs and i need to spend the afternoon freaking doing my laundry <laughs> instead of um you know exploring and yeah. stuff like that and um yeah you know limited space so kind of having to be you know can't go ham at the grocery store the way that i used to like to it's more like buying small uh, right. small things because you only have so much space and so and it's like more trips to the yeah. grocery store more frequency which mm. is fine do you have like a favorite meal you like to cook or something that you um, often cook yeah i mean i've been really big on uh making like tofu veggie burritos basically cool. i mean yeah. like i like to scramble up the all the veggies and the tofu and make burritos and can kind of eat those any time of day yeah. too <laughs> it's yeah like, it can be a breakfast burrito it can definitely be a dinner burrito <laughs> yeah that's perfect yeah cool mm-hmm. um okay so I don't know. Do you have any, I mean, I feel like I just got showered in lessons, Yeah. <laughs> but if there's anything that comes to mind of like something that you can share with the, yeah, I think, um, one of the biggest lessons has been, um, being open and receptive and saying yes, you know, when you mm. do have these synchronistic moments is like saying yes. Like I, um, met a friend in Taos and he was like, you know, we're on BLM land. You could just stay the night here under the stars. And I was like, you know, you're right. Yeah. Like I could do that. You right. know? And so it's like, I will say yes to that. Thank yeah. you. You know, and, um, and kind of, you know, being open to plans changing too. Right. It's like, you know, I have, I have it in my mind that I'm going to get to the city at this day, but then it's like, then it starts raining and you don't feel like driving in the rain right. or, um, you know, you see a sign for some mile marker that there's a historical site and you mm. want to pull over yeah. and, you know smell the roses that's so to say. really what it's all about isn't it like if if we were all given that spaciousness and freedom then we would follow our hearts more and like I just can't help but like consider that in like the the programming that is life right now is really keeping us from accessing what would I do with my free time and like I know we keep yeah. saying that but like it's just it's such an important thing to become clear on and like maybe the audience uh, an action step would be inviting you to do a little journal entry or even just like close your eyes and have like a mental little discussion with yourself about if I had a genie in a lamp and there's zero limitations, no money, no experience, no nothing needed, just click of the fingers, you could do whatever you wanted. What would that be? What would that look like? Mm-hmm. What would? How would you speak? Um, what would... You know, what do you feel under your feet? You know, what are you smelling? Like, there's there's so much to call in, and and it starts with becoming becoming clear on our own personal wants and desires. And I feel like sometimes we live in a society that doesn't really value or invite us to explore what does excite us. And um, I think when we all take a st- second to to propose that question. Um, is when we start following our highest path. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so, any any advice for the listeners if they want mm-hmm. if they want to get out there and do van life? Like, what yeah. what might be a first step? I think my advice is just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Jump think, in the water. <laughs> I think uh, with any sort of dream or goal, it doesn't even have to be van life. It's just yeah. fucking go for it. Yeah. Like, 
just trust. say yes say yes to yourself and say yes to that that desire that's burning in your heart because it's there for a reason right exactly you know? and it's like you'll you'll figure out the details later yeah. you know and they'll, they'll sort of themselves out and think, things will work out they yeah. just do the universe has your back 100 mm, um, percent. so just fucking go for it snaps <laughs> for that yeah, yeah i totally resonate with that mm-hmm. it's like um yeah, you just got to jump in and yeah. you'll always be provided for. Um, there's that one meme I think I posted yesterday that's like someone on a cliff and like a giant finger yeah. pl- kicking Plucking them off you. yeah, <laughs> the cliff. And it's, you know, the hand they're saying hand is the universe, but then there's like a hand another catching hand you. catching yeah. you, like it's free like... falling into the surrender of the universe's yeah. palm. And like, we got to trust that if, you know, I know that it's often the case that people are like, why me? Or why is this happening to me? And and like the other spin on that is um, witnessing, you know, the wise as a gift and just following that, following these weird paths that feel uncomfortable, feel yeah. edgy, feel scary and uncertain, and then just free falling into surrender and saying, okay, um, there's something bigger behind all this. And if I can't trust, if everything is divine and everything's happening for a reason, then there's a greater plan, mm-hmm. right, happening. And for me, I'm like, if I can't trust that my higher self made this plan for me, then yeah. I can't trust, like, then I can't trust anyone. Yeah. So, like, I need to start trusting myself that, yeah. like, I was a soul floating above and planning this life for myself. And, like, mm-hmm. here's a hard part. But, like, obviously I planned it because I know I'm going to get through it. And, like, on right. the other side of this yeah, is only more joy and freedom and, totally. and exploration and depth. So, like, am I willing to trust myself is the way that I like to frame it. Because mm-hmm. yeah. when I, tr- like, who else can I trust if not myself? Right. And so I, I see you trusting yourself yeah. and, like, yeah. jumping in the van. Rokita <laughs> is her name. <laughs> Red, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the trusting yourself is a big is a big part of it. And, um, and, and I've, I've, I've grown to trust the universe. It's, like, with every... With every job that I've lost, it's like the next job is better. With every yeah. relationship that's ended, the next totally. one's better. With every city that's like I've stepping moved in, stones, like yeah. spiritual stepping stones. They totally are. So it's like with with that, it's like my trust has just grown because I'm like, okay, well, this was great, but the next thing's gonna be greater. Right. And um, there's there's been no downhill trajectory. Um, it's so true. So mm. yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story yeah, with us. Like I just knew it had to be shared to the masses. It's such an inspiring story. I've known Lola for. 10 years from like you know your muggle times up into <laughs> ratchet your mag- Tallahassee days is where we were at let's be real <laughs> up until this magical you know integrated version of you that I can't wait to grow old with <laughs> um so I would love for you to share how people can get mm-hmm. connected with you um like yeah. social medias and what you're yeah. up to yeah I think the the best way to to stay in touch is on Instagram my handle is at Lola love flow l-o-l-a love flow um that's where I, I post all my shenanigans mm. and my uh and my my breakthroughs and my healing process oh there's um, so many juicy nugs there you yeah. guys gotta hop on over and follow her journey um and also you're you teach yoga yep you I teach, teach yoga, yoga on the road we didn't really touch on that yeah. surprisingly but um yeah i've been uh been dabbling in some uh some zoom yoga classes yeah. you know kind of um 
with this weird, strange pandemic, right. uh, you know, people have, have been actually open to Zoom yoga and mm-hmm. I, it works with my travel lifestyle. Right. So it's been great. It's been, it's been really lovely for me to scout out, you know, beautiful parks and things to, to teach from and to be in service in that way to myself and to others. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so that, that's, uh, if you want to jump jump on a yoga yeah. class, I'm around. <laughs> if you want to support Lola on her journey, that's a beautiful way to do so. Um, donation based yoga classes, and um, and you can yeah. find that information on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I post on there, and I've been starting to do some new moon um, gatherings yeah. as well. So if you're into that, want to tap into the power of the the lunar cycles. Yeah, um, I've been virtual uh, circles. Yeah, virtual circles, you know, a um, place to just come and be seen and be mm-hmm. held and yeah. be in a safe container with other humans. Yeah. Love it. Thank you for having me. Thank you, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, Lola takes off on her journey to the next part of the freaking country yeah. today. And I'm so glad that we had her. And as always, so glad to have you all tuning in with me. I appreciate you. And we will catch you next time. Over and out from the Juice Queen. Bye.